One, two. We're in the place to be what it do. <laughs> Once again, it's us. We're back. Um, it is Wednesday, um, the well-beloved Wednesday. So um, before we get started, I am your co-host, Sidon Long, and here's country. <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to this Wednesday. Excuse me for sounding the way that I do. I don't know what it be like every three months or every two months. I sound like this, but it is what it is. It's Wednesday, y'all. Hump day halfway through the week. What are you trying to achieve? So today we are going to talk to you about goals and dreams. Is that right, Sadam? That is. Why he be checking me, trying to make sure that I got it all together. Yeah, I know. I'll be wanting to know if you actually read the text messages that I say. Is she reading these or she just like, okay, whatever, let's go. So yeah, yeah, for the most part, that is what I do. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. Hey, well, well, thank God that somebody trusts me enough just to set the course and follow. So, yeah, we're going we gonna to get into it because we're talking about goals and dreams. And, you know, the year is halfway over, a little bit more than halfway over. Um, summer, pretty much halfway, a little more than halfway over. Um, she just said it was the middle of the week, the week about halfway over. And, you know, a lot of people had goals that they want to achieve. I'm going to get right this summer. It's too cold outside. I don't feel like going to the gym. I'm going to do it this summer. Um, I'm going to do this when my kids get out of school because now, you know, I got more time, you know, because I ain't got to run them back and forth to school every day. And we just kept saying, we're going to put it off. We're going to put it off. We're going to put it off. Um, even with Skip a Meal and Walk a Mile Wednesdays, you know, a lot of people, you know, that I see out and about, like, ooh, next week or ooh, I'm going to get you next time. And the reality is, Goals and dreams are no good. I mean, you might as well throw them in the trash if you don't have plans, strategies, processes, and ways to get into the actual work that makes your goal and or dream possible. You know, um, you know I know country, you know, I both usually try to get up early, which means that you got to go to bed early, which means that you have to start turning your phone off, which means that you got to stop having some of these conversations that you have with people at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night if you want to get up at 5, 6, 7, or 8. And if you can't stop having those conversations, if you can't stop going to bed, if you can't start going to bed, if you can't start getting good rest, then it's going to be real hard to get up in the morning which means it's going to be real hard to turn your goal and or dream um, into a reality. You know, and one thing I always talk about when we talk about this stuff is that you're cheating yourself out of what God wants to give you. Yeah. You never really get to find out if that thing that's on your heart could have come to pass because you never really Stop trying to get along with people and stop trying to be liked by people and stop catering to other people's needs long enough to cater to your own. You know, because a lot of the people, and tell me if I'm wrong, country, I want to know your opinion on this. A lot of people, the reason they're not reaching their goals is because they're too busy helping everybody else. I would say that's true to a certain extent. Um, to a certain extent, it, yeah. It's, yeah, a lot of people... Um, don't achieve their goals, <laughs> right? Because they just lazy. Like, let's be real. You're not achieving goals because you're just lazy. And it's, a lot of times it don't really have nothing to do with somebody else. It starts with you. And so we can make the excuse of, well, I was doing this for so-and-so, I was doing that for so-and-so, and I neglected myself. That was still your fault. So that's my take on that. I mean, absolutely. You have to, at some point... Um yourself accountable and when people you know i know we were having a conversation maybe a couple of weeks ago about dating and you know my dating approach and how really in the initial dates i don't really care much to talk and i love to talk obviously um but usually i'm trying to hear what they're saying and one of the things that i'm looking for is the level of accountability they take in the things that happen in their life 
you know, because what you just said is, is very true. It's an excuse, you know. So if you're sitting down with somebody and they're blaming everybody, it was that woman you gave me, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they don't want to promote me. They don't like me, you know. They don't want to shop with me, right. you know. They, they, they. <laughs> and the reality is, is you can't change something that you won't hold yourself accountable to. You know, you can't say it was their fault and then change you because it wasn't your fault. So why would you change? I mean, just psychologically speaking, it makes no sense for you to change if it wasn't your fault. You know, if you were a good communicator, you know, and they were a poor communicator, why would you have to work on your communication skills? You know, same thing with, 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 with working out, you know, if it's the food, if it's the job, you know, okay, well, what role do you play in that? And even when I'm listening to someone sitting across from me, if they take no accountability for their divorce, if they take no accountability um, for the men or women they picked in you know, their relationship situation, if they take no accountability um, for their weight, you know, it's always something in somebody else, then I immediately know that's probably not a person I want to be with because they're going to blame somebody every chance they get. And if you're blaming somebody else, you can't change you. You know, if you ask me about my weight, I was eating that food. <laughs> you know, if you ask me, you know, I was the one putting myself in a bad position. I was the one, you know, who was eating, you know, Culver's at two in the afternoon and hadn't walked 500 steps all day. You know, I was the one having the supersizes and the, and the extra, you know, couple cookies on the side. That was me. You know, so when it don't go well, I can look in the mirror and say, okay, well, what am I doing? Okay. Oh, I've been eating any and everything I wanted. So, okay, of course, I'm not getting the results I want. Okay. Now, what can I do differently? And that's where your processes and your practices and your strategies come into place. Um, put your phone on the other side of the room is something that I learned real early. You know, if you have a problem getting out of the bed, set the alarm, set it loud as you could possibly get it, and then put it as far away from you as possible. So now you have to get out of the bed to turn it off, you know, because if you could roll over, reach over and turn it off, you just roll over automatically and turn it off. And then you roll back over and go to sleep. And then five hours later, you feel bad because, like, oh, man, I was going to walk today. Oh, man, I was going to get up and, and, and get some, some push-ups and some squats. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. But when it was time to do it, you didn't have the system in place to get it done. Um, nothing has helped me tremendously, you know, like I'm not the most organized person. I, I keep it a buck with you, but the cleaner your environment is, the easier it is for you to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, like I very seldom see people who are very organized in poor health. I mean, I would venture to say it's because they keep good records of you know, their doctor's visits, that they actually actively, you know, are keeping track of, of what they eat, that they're actually keeping track of what's going on in their life and they're taking responsibility for it. And it's easy for them to, to look and recall stuff because it's in plain sight. You know, I think it was Dave Ramsey who talked about, you know, financially fit people, you know, are organized. You know, because they can go back and pull up their records. They can tell you who they paid, when they paid, how much they paid, because they, they know exactly where to look. You know, whereas with us, um, you know, people could call us and tell us we didn't, they didn't pay us. We didn't pay them. And we don't know. <laughs> like, damn, did I pay them? I ain't 100% sure. And there's that gray area. And I know you're like, well, we're talking about goals. Why are we talking about this? You know, because how you do one thing is how you do everything. You know, unless <laughs> go ahead. You know, one, and, one and that, that's true to a certain extent, right? <laughs> unless you getting poor results, right? And so we're not gonna keep doing the same thing over and over again, right. producing horrible results. And so, if you need to switch it up and make alterations, you definitely should do that to to help you achieve the things that you need to mm -hmm. achieve. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, but those poor results are 
how would I put it? I'll use myself as an example. Cause again, I don't really mind, you know, telling my business to a certain degree. Um, nah, to a certain degree, you know, but when my, when, when stuff is where it's supposed to be, I could just get out of bed, put on the workout clothes, put on the workout shoes, walk into the kitchen, grab the water jug, grab the water cup, put the ice in it, turn around, walk back, find my shoes, put my shoes on. And in 10 minutes, I'm ready to go. But when things are not in order, now it's, I didn't fill up the water jug last night. Man, where where's my cup? Oh, man, I don't got nothing to wear today. You know? Excuses. And it becomes chaotic. And now you get overwhelmed. And what do you do? You sit down and watch TV. You get overwhelmed. You check your phone. So now 20, 30 minutes have gone by. You should be outside. Or you should be on your bike. Or you should be on your mat. And because stuff is everywhere, you can't do it. You know, I used to work in a group home. And we had these kids that were really smart. But their grades was trash. And we would do the home visit. And then we were like, man, the kid ain't even got no way to do his homework. You know, because there's stuff all on the table. There's stuff all on the, the floor. So you can't sit on the floor and do your homework. You can't sit at the table and do your homework. How's this kid supposed to get anything done? Why do we want, now we know why his grades are bad. You know, because his environment is not set up for productivity. You know, nobody in the house is, is trying to be productive. So, they're not trying to give him a little study space. They're not trying to give him no quiet time so that he can then be successful. So when he gets to school, it's like, I didn't do my homework. You know, so this order in, in, in your life, it translates to your kids. It translates to your spouse. It translates to your ability to be productive. You know, you want to save money, but you don't know how your bills are paid. You know, like I want to save money, but you're paying bills all randomly. You're not actually sitting down and saying, okay, my car note is this, my car insurance is this, my mortgage or my rent is this, okay, my insurance is this, and then keeping accurate records so that you know how much money you actually have coming in every month. You know, and I don't know about other accounts, but I know like I use my Chase account because Chase really kind of documents everything that I spend. So I'm able to go and compare month to month what I spent last month to this month. And like, oh, oh yeah, last month I had to get some new sneakers or oh, last month, you know, I needed to give my mom some extra money or last month I need. So you can kind of start to put together a pattern of how you do things, but you have to look at what you do closely and examine it to know that you're getting a bad result. You know, cause I agree with country 100%. If you get poor results, but you never getting on the scale, you're getting poor results, but you're never looking at your bank account. You're getting poor results, but you're never asking yourself why. How do you then improve them? You, know, you say you want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, well, what do you weigh right now? Too damn much. <laughs> but too damn much is, is hard to plan. You know, if I weigh 220 and I want to get to 200, Okay, I need to know. Okay, I weigh 220. All right, well, what's the plan that's going to get me from 220 to 200? Okay, now I need to start studying and doing my research, if I don't already know, to figure out how to drop that weight. When am I going to start? How long do I want it to take? Okay, August 1st, coming real fast. Okay, so from August to Labor Day, I want to try to lose 12 pounds. I mean, that's three pounds a week. Okay, what do I need to do to lose three pounds a week? And then you start writing it out. You know, the Bible says write it down and make it plain so that the people might run with it. You know, um, a lot of, you know, your best coaches say if you don't write it down, it ain't real. Um, I know me personally, you know, every time somebody wants to start a business, the first step that we, we go through is tell me what life you want. You know, you're like, but I want to start a business. Like, I don't care about the business part yet. I want to know what type of life you want. And we write down their life goals. Like, I want to make this much money. I want to have this kind of freedom. I want to live in this kind of house, live in this type of neighborhood. I want to be able to do this for my kids, do this for my family. 
Okay, now let's build the type of business that will give you those results. But it starts with writing it down. You know, and I don't care if you're a CEO, I don't care if you're a college president, you know, or, you know, somebody I went to high school with. It is the same approach. There makes no sense to try to get something without figuring out the path first. You know, you look at Noah and the ark. You know, we know how the ark was built, but I'm pretty sure, you know, whether Noah had it written in the dirt, uh, you know, on some, you know, some paper or something, he had to have, you know, some type of blueprint. You know, say, well, you know, the flood coming, how many days do I got? And then you figure it out. But you got to measure. You got to measure. And I know a lot of us, we don't like to look at the scale. We don't like to look at our bank account. We don't like to look at nothing negative because it depresses us. You know, I mean, I used to be the same way. <laughs> Hell, sometimes we're still the same way. Anyway, I don't even want to know. But when you look, now you know. Okay, now the question is, now that I know, what am I going to do about it? Am I just going to sit here and say, I hope, I pray, you know, that God, you know, gives me something better than what I got? Or am I going to take the opportunity that God has given me and the health that he's given me and the mind that he's given me and the strength that he's given me and the resources that he's given me and put them to use? Well, let me backtrack for a minute. Go ahead. Um, Slide back. Because it may be somebody out there that's young and listening, right? And don't know what a goal or what a dream is. And so um, to to just talk about a dream, right? What happens when you're dreaming? You see it and then it, it goes away. It's almost like a wish, right? You pick up the little dandelions before they um, become the little wish things. So I don't know how the process is. If the little blow wish things start first and then it turns into the dandelion. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, you used to pick them up and blow them and wish and it blow away, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the difference. And so the goal is something you actually going put some action into. You put in forth effort because you want to achieve this result, you know, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you usually want in life that's near and dear to you. Um, usually it's a seed that's been planted on the inside of you that needs to be birthed developed Mm -hmm. right these goals don't have to be really really big it could be something small like taking out the trash or making sure i'm washing my dishes every night because everybody don't do that right learning how to wash my clothes learning how to vacuum or it can be something as big as i want to be the next ceo by the age of 25 right Mm -hmm. but in all of what i said it's the action that has to take place if not you're just dreaming you're just writing it down in these notebooks and it ain't moving. It's not going nowhere. So then you got to figure it out. Right. You got to, you got to, you got to figure it out. Um, because when you're dreaming, it's just something that you want to do and that's it. And it's just sitting there. You're just looking at it. You're just writing it down. You're just walking away from it. And so it's a lot of smart people out there that's been put together, um, different plans and, Back in the day when, when I was, um, once the seed of podcasting was planted, I had to sit down and think, you know, um, and SMART was one of the tools that I used. And, and when you using the tool of being smart is, what is my goal, right? And I need to be, it needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. It got to be achievable. It got to be relevant and relate to it. Mm-hmm. And, it, you got to have a time, right? And so in being specific with the podcast, it was just like, what do I expect? Who do I expect to, to reach, right? How will I get it done? What platform will I use? Am I going to use Anchor? Am I going to use um, the podcasters, the, the chatterboxes? Like, what am I going to do, right? Am I going to hold myself accountable? I need to be clear about it. Is this thing measurable? And I don't mean like the quantity of it. But in, in a certain aspect, I do. But the quality of it, what does it sound like, right? Is it a lot of background noise in the back? And then how many listeners will I get? Is it achievable? That's your A and the smart. 
Is it achievable? Who am I? Can I do it? Do I need the help of others? Do I have a, the money, the resources, the time? Who can I get to help me do this? Is it relevant? Mm -hmm. Right? Is it going to help me down the line? It did. It helped a whole lot of people. Right? Mm -hmm. And then when will I get this done? Am I just going to sit on this podcast idea and, and just be that? Or am I going to actually execute it? When I was sitting down thinking about writing a book, Stephen King has said, if you can't write a book in three months, put it down and walk away. Just stop. Because it shouldn't take that long to write the book. But then I was like, well, you Stephen King. You got all them thoughts in your head. You know, I'm trying to put it together. And sometimes it takes time for your stuff so you can't quit, right? Well, I love smart goals, um, especially if you're a beginner. You know, so, you know, something specific. But again, specific goes back to writing it down. Um, so with that being said, it's like we're all we kind of dancing around the same same couple of things that you actually have to have some understanding, you know, and all things get understanding, you know. So like, where am I going? Why am I going this direction? Is this the right direction? You know, how do I know if this is the right direction? OK, you need to get with some people. Follow some people, learn from some people, learn from multiple people <laughs> who've already done it. Um, I have really different views than a lot of people. And I know, you know, sometimes it causes conflict, but I'm the type of person that will listen to both sides of the argument. You know, I'm not just going to listen to people who look like me. You know, I'm just not going to hear the things that I want to hear and not hear the things that I don't want to hear. You know, so when countries, you know, quote unquote, chastising you, you know, don't tune that out, you know, because that's real information, you know, so you have to listen and then be able to say, OK, I am going to get up at this time because I know that most people start checking for me about here and I need to get my work done. Like I didn't just start getting up, you know, people talk about y'all stop getting up at four o'clock in the morning, but I didn't start doing it because I wanted to be cool. I started doing it because I know that I had to be at work at night. <laughs> and I knew that if I didn't get it done before work, my work for my book, my work for my workout, that my only other opportunity would be at the back end of a work day. And at the end of a work day, I couldn't control it because I didn't know if my appointment was going to be late. I didn't know if, you know, something would go wrong and I'd have to stay over and make more calls. The only time I could control was between four and eight because I had to be at work at nine. So you have to start figuring out in your life, like, okay, what hours do I have that I could take advantage of? You know, I used to call it tilting the clock. You know, my day start earlier than yours. I tilt the clock in my favor. So what hours do you really have that are your hours? You know, do I have the hours after my kids go to bed? And if the, after they go to bed, is that a good time for me? You know, am I a late night person? Can I put this work in after they go to bed? You know, or do I need to get up before they get up so I can get my workout in or get my studies in or get my writing in or whatever your goal is? But you have to figure out that protected time. You know, because there has to be a time when you do the work. You know, there has to be a time when I walk or run. There has to be a time when I write. There has to be a time when I get my meetings in. Because if I don't, then people going to be calling me, you know, then people going to be wanting stuff from me. Then people going to be trying to talk to me because that's what your friends and your family and people around you do. You know, I got a friend, you know, he started running marathons in his forties and he was like, man, when I'm running, I don't see nobody. I don't hear nobody. You know, I don't be waving. I don't slow down and try to talk to nobody. <laughs> I got to get these miles in and get home. And that's kind of his protected time. He's like, this is my protected time. So you have to have your protected time. I mean, even in the Bible, you know, Moses had his protected time. It was 40 days, 40 nights. You know, Jesus went away to the wilderness. He protected time. You know, so you might have to get you 30, 40 days to where you say, hey, y'all, I, I got to go into the lab and get this book knocked out. You know, I, I got to go into the lab and really work on my fitness because, you know, my doctor says, you know, X, Y, and Z. 
you know, hey, uh, I really got to get my finances and stuff together. So in the words of Wallow, you know, you got to take the summer off. You know, for me, you know, I had a lot of fun at the beginning of the summer, but this last piece of the summer, man, I'm in, I'm in a zone. And you have to sometimes pull back from your social activities, pull back from, you know, some of the things that you've been doing and the people you've been doing them with so that you can get your work done. Let me insert in that because that's called sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to sacrifice the things that you're used to for yourself. You have to sacrifice those fun moments out every weekend. You know, if people are not pouring into you and giving you what you're giving them, then those things stop you from accomplishing your goals, right? And it'll just be a dream. And so you can want to own this healthcare facility, but you partying every weekend, right? You're showing up to the meetings late. The people who wanted to work with you no longer want to work with you because your social media life is just wow. And so they don't want to be affiliated with that. So we have to take a look at the bigger picture in nice. everything while you're setting these goals. Okay, go ahead. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's hard. If you want people to take you seriously, you got to take yourself seriously. You know, I mean, at some point, people are going to start getting tired of hearing about your dream and say, okay, well, when you getting started or when the place opening or when, when, when? Because, you know, it becomes like the little boy who cried wolf. You know, you always saying what you're going to do, but you never do it. Then the people who would help you, they done. They ain't got no more time for you. They ain't got no more resources for you. They're not willing to put their name on you, refer you to nobody because you've not shown yourself serious. You know, you have to work as though you believe that this thing is coming. You know, when you stand on a bus stop, it's because you believe the bus is coming. Right? You know, so think of your dream. Unless you live somewhere where they always bring it no. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, your dream is like a bus. You know, you got to have your fare ready. You got to be in the right position so that when God does bless you, so that when the opportunity does come, so that when, you know, this overnight that took 10 years does come, you ready. And most of us, we're not ready for the marriage we say we won't because we haven't healed from our past traumas. We haven't gotten our finances, gotten our help together. So even if God want to give you that thing, if you're not ready, why is God giving it to you? You know, I know there are a lot of women talking about hospice, being hospice wives. You know, they waited their whole the life. Thing. Yeah, they waited their whole life to get married, and then as soon as Gosh. they married the man, he got sick. So now you're in a marriage you've been waiting your whole life to get, and the person that you marry is sick. You know, you see it a lot when people retire, you know, they retire and then two years later, they sick, you know? So if you're going into a marriage or you're going into a new season in your life, you got to prepare for that season. You know, Hey man, I'm trying to, to start my own business, you know, and I'll use, you know, myself as an example. Um, when I was leaving, you know, my job, you know, it left before I, I wanted to leave, obviously, you know, cause they closed my department. And then I ended up in another department. Then they closed that department. But I stopped buying stuff. I stopped going out. I stopped dating. My friends were getting new cars, taking trips, adding on to their houses. I wasn't doing nothing but stacking my bread. And then when they were like, okay, well, I got to find another job. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go home and finish my book. I'm going to get some radio time. You know, I'm going to learn some new skills. But all those vacations and, and opportunities I was passing on, it was because I knew I wanted something better. And because, you know, God had put me in some situations in the past where I had been overspending and doing too much. And then I was without a job. And it's like, oh, man, I should have saved some of that money. <laughs> So I learned from my mistakes, you know, and hopefully you can learn from my mistakes. You know, hopefully you can be like, okay, well, I want to put myself in a better position to transition to a full-time entrepreneur 
or I want to put myself in a position to to lose weight or I want to put myself in a position to be a better mom. I want to put myself in a position to go back to school, you know, and you do the steps, you know, if it's your student loans, hey, find out what you got to do to get them out of default. You know, if it's, you know, your credit, okay, get with somebody who does credit repair, find out what steps you need to take. And then plan time to do it so that come six months, 12 months from now, when an opportunity comes to go back to school, you can go, you know, so when opportunity comes to, to start a business, you can, you know, but if you're just dreaming and having goals that have no action and no sacrifice and no personality change, you know, because again, if you could get what you wanted as the person you already are, you'd already have it. You know, so you're going to have to do something different, be somebody different in order to get what you want. You know, and I say that in the sense that if you have a habit of going out every weekend, you don't have to change because now you're going to need that going out money. You know, I used to be somebody that went out six, seven days a week. You know, only time I wasn't going out is if I was falling asleep. <laughs> One time I went out, we went out for a whole weekend. That's sad. We set a goal <laughs> to go out for 365 days and we took pictures. So we would take a picture every day of going out and we did it. But I was one time sister Man. because I was working two jobs and I would have enough time to just go home, make sure the kids was good. At that time, you know, it was a house full of people mm-hmm. and everybody had their assignment, what they needed to do. The house was clean. They fed the kids, they shout, you know, everybody did their role. I was mama bear. And so, I was able to um, accomplish <laughs> that we go, right? Because everybody was in place. I had my time set. It was relevant to us at the time, right? And so it, it was specific. We knew what we wanted to do. And we set out and it was achievable to us. And so yeah. it's funny, but, you know, if you could put that much thought into something so small, because it's very small and very silly, <laughs> But we had a lot of fun and we made a lot of memories. We met a lot of people mm-hmm. and we have pictures to, to show that that part of life. And for that year, like nothing really tragic happened. Thank so God. it was a happy space for us, you know. Yeah. Um, and that don't too much happen often, right. you know. And I know our goals and stuff get set back because life happens, because life be life Right, and a, a family member may pass away or you might get sick or something. But don't look at that as you failed. A lot of times we look at that stuff like we failed when it was just only time to hit the brakes and step back and reevaluate. Life's happening. What's going on? What can I alter? What do I need to do? Do I have to get myself together health-wise, right? Um, what's going on in my career? Uh, and... And my love life or whatever that looks like, right? And and it's okay. A lot of times people need to know that it's okay to fail. Because if we aren't failing, we're not learning, right? It's okay to hit rock bottom and start over. Some of the best companies are built from the ground, you know, after you fail and it's been collapsed and then you come back with a new name because you're rebranding yourself. I am my brand. Shout out to Amina, right? And so that's okay. Well... Here's the thing with that, you know, first and foremost, you don't really know what you don't know. (laughs) So when you start something, unless you're starting with people who know what you don't know and can put things in place to say, okay, you don't know this, but we need to put this in place just in case, or you don't know this. So I'm going to build this with that built in. You don't know. So whatever you do, there is going to be that that okay i tried it and now i gotta assess where i'm at now i gotta look at what happened good bad or indifferent now how do i make the adjustments so that that doesn't happen again now that i have new information um the companies that you see you don't see the the original versions of these companies you see the third fourth fifth iteration of these companies 
you know, one of my favorite things to watch is the companies that built the world, uh, the products that built the world, the brands that built the world, you know, so that I can understand how these companies are built. And what you find out is that the version of the company that you see mm-hmm. might be the 457th <laughs> version of this company, you know, because this person tried to get the formula right. That didn't work. Okay, now we got the formula right, but then we can't make enough product to meet demand. Okay, now we go back again. Now we got the formula right. We're making enough of it, but then now we don't know how to get it into other states. You know, like you see something that's global, that thing that was global started out local. And over time, people came in and helped take that brand a little bit further. Um, like watching the Flaming Hots um, doc that's on Hulu right now. If you if you got nothing to do, you got a few hours, check that Flaming Hot doc out. You know, that guy had been to prison. He was unemployed. They got him a job as the janitor. <laughs> and he was like, man, they're going to close our plant if we don't figure something out. So he was at home trying to figure out how to keep the plant open trying all these different recipes to um, add a new stream of income in the form of Flaming Hots. You know, first Flaming Hot was too hot. <laughs> um, then, you know, they couldn't figure out how to keep the, the Flaming Hot Cheeto dust on the Cheetos, you know, and everybody around him was rallying, giving him all the defective um, Cheetos and cheese puffs and stuff to go home and play with. You know, so you might have to play with your product. You might have to play with your dream. You might have to work with your dream for years until you get it right. You know, until you get that perfect combination that people love. You know, so don't quit your day job. <laughs> you know, um, work on it. You know, and if you do quit your day job, hey, see if you can get you another day job. <laughs> you know. Or figure out how to work with somebody or work under somebody that does what you want to do until you learn how to do it. And some people are favored enough to be able to say, you I'm quitting this job and are just blessed. Oh, you know, I mean, and we can't look at those people and feel like, well, why them? I'm working on a seed session when Sadan started bringing up uh, like clutter in your space and stuff like that. Um, keep your eyes on your own paper. That's a part of that seed session too. I guess I'll get it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe later on tonight, but um, all of that, you know, somebody might update before you, and that's okay. Yeah. It, again, it goes back to knowing that it's just okay. <laughs> but I'm but I'm gonna keep it a buck on that quitting your you job. Stay consistent. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm gonna keep it a buck on quitting your job. You have to have customers. You have to have income as a business owner. Primarily, enough income to cover your bills. So if you quit your job and you can't get customers, then you have no income. So that is something that I speak from experience on. I mean, I blew a lot of money on things that didn't generate income. You know, like I had a radio show and I had T-shirts and I had books. But how do I sell enough books and T-shirts to pay my car note at $20 a pop? You know. I got to give these radio people money every month to stay on the radio. Okay, how do I recoup that money? So when I say what I'm saying, I'm not saying it to kill anybody's dream. I'm just simply saying that you have to be able to live. You don't have to be a starving artist in order to reach your goal. Sometimes you might have to just do it before work or do it after work or do it on the weekend, especially if you have kids or a relationship you know a lot of times country talks about me and my relationships and you know why I ain't married I'm like well it's really hard to be married when you're chasing for the record I do not talk about him because I'm not married this is some of them podcasts she's for the record but the point I'm making is that I would never have put anybody through what I went through you know, trying to figure out how to um, get people to pay me the money they owed me. You know, I went into a Christmas one time and all my clients was just like, yeah, whatever, it's Christmas time. And I'd already delivered the work, so I didn't really have nothing um, to leverage them with. 
So now I got a bunch of people who owe me money who duck in my calls, you know, and it's Christmas, you know, shout out to, you know, a couple of my clients who was like, man, I'm gonna get you. And they got me, you know, but that was a hard period, you know? So when you're looking at people who are full-time entrepreneurs, know that some of them, man, they, they struggling. You know, I was on a budget, <laughs> you know, there wasn't no hanging out, there wasn't no tricking, there wasn't no, none of that, you know, it was literally either something for the business, you know, like internet or phone or nothing, you know, so you have to, to count up your cost and know, hey, am I willing to put my family through that? And if you're not in a position to put your family through that, don't do it, you know, because the idea that it's going to work the first time is probably way off. I mean, occasionally I'm sure people hit hit lightning in the bottle and, you know, the first iteration of their business goes through the roof. But most of the time it's a slow burn. You know, same thing with weight. You know, you see people who lose weight. They've been going on diets until they figured out the right combination of diets that work for them. And then they start losing it. You know, you see people, who, you know, you see people who win it. They didn't just start last night. <laughs> you know, they've been at it a long time. Um, I recommend that you watch as many documentaries and, and read as many bios as you can so that you really get an idea of the grind and the, the, um, the stuff you go through. And then once you break through it's not really work anymore. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like for me, this is my, my love, my passion. Um, in some ways it's kind of like a game, you know, how much can I get done today? You know, how much, you know, can I make with this particular client or how many new clients can I get? Or how can I help somebody else? Because now I got a system and a formula. And when you have systems and formulas, you just got to make sure that you're doing them. So, yeah, in the beginning, you're learning. You're learning how to be a business owner. You're learning how to lose weight. Um, you know, doctors, you know, we talk about they practice medicine. You know, it's like, yeah, they give you prescriptions. And then you come back. And then they see if the prescription worked. Yeah, maybe they up it or they low it. <laughs> you know, same thing in life. Like, okay, prescribe this solution for your problem. Then you come back in a couple of weeks, like, why well, lose no weight? Okay, well, maybe we try something else. You know, you don't quit. You just try another way. You know, maybe I need to eat less carbs. You know, maybe I need to work out a little bit more. Um, maybe I need to adjust when I eat until you become perfect enough or good enough with whatever it is that you do that you can do it. You know, like now, like country at what? We at 268, 270 on your podcast? Mm, almost 250. Right. So, you know, I'm pretty sure if we listen to those first few, you know, she's made improvements. She's made adjust adjustments. You know, she's done things differently over the last 250 that made it better. And realistically, people probably still don't know who she is you know, in the, in the popularity global sense that we look at as successful, but she 250 in now it might take the 350 for people to really catch on, <laughs> you know, it might take the 400 for people to catch on, but if she never gets to 400, we'll never know. It take y'all to listen, like post, share <laughs> and demand. It take y'all to do y'all parts and demand. You know, listen, like, post, share, and demand. Say, hey, man, you need to check my girl out. You know, she she has great topics. She got great information. She got news you can use. She got stuff that you could really apply in your everyday life and get results. You know, she's helping people really heal from their past traumas, and she's helping people put together the plans that's going to put them in position to get what God wants to give them. You know, you need to demand it. You know, like, there's a... um meme out there talking about why you ain't famous yet and it's like because you ain't shared my stuff and as somebody who does this for a living I don't care if you share it or not 
I need you to demand that somebody work with me. You know, I need you to really lock in and be like, that's that's the one right there. That's that boy. He, him, whatever, you know, cool little thing you say when you really believe in somebody and point people in my direction that can help me, you know, point people in the direction of country that can help her, you know, point people in her direction that are good guests that have a following that, you know, she could cross market with and help grow her brand. You know, don't just be a consumer, you know, be somebody who's pouring back into the person that's pouring into you. You know, because if you continue to pour into her, she'll continue to pour into you. So demand that people listen. Like, girl, check this out. You need to hear this. This one to go. You know, play it in the car. You know, when people get in the car. So they're like, man, who is that? Oh, that's my girl. Because that's how we really move it. You know, even when you look at these documentaries and, and bios, it's always these champions that believed at some point that either they put up money or they got the record played or they started playing the record and it caught on, you know? So it takes the village to actively participate in the success of the villagers. So we can all grow, you know, that recommendation, that demand, you know, I had a client one time and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm, I want to show you how demand works. You know, I had a client one time, who ran into somebody and they were like, man, I need a content marketing person. And she was literally like, call Saddam. You know, she ain't say, well, you know, hire somebody like this, or, you know, go on Fiverr or go on Upwork. She said, call Saddam. Okay. This is who you call. And that client came to me. So, that's what you need to do when people say, I'm looking for a good podcast. You need to say, listen to chatting with country. You know, don't say Joe button. Don't say million dollars a game. <laughs> say chatting with country, you know, because she the one that got you. She the one that cares for you. She the one that love you. That's all I got. All right. We didn't reach this part. Well, we have to say goodbye and do our takeaways. To all our friends. M-I-C. No. Hey, <laughs> ooh, 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 y'all too young. Y'all don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> all right, y'all. So goals versus dreams now. You just have to keep in mind that if you're out here dreaming, you just wishful thinking. And, and one day you're going to wake up from that dream and find out that you've accomplished nothing that your heart desired. And when God placed a seed in you, it's for you. And he keep giving you these ideas and they may look different and they may look different and they may look different. And I always talk about how the mind takes us out. Our mind will take us out and then we can't accomplish these seeds that God has given to us to birth. We always looking for, you know, the financial streams but God has given us these seeds and we just sitting on them, you know, surround yourself with people that can help you develop these seeds. Um, And it could, because maybe it's somebody else that's smarter than you or wiser than you or financially better Mm -hmm. off than you that will depart, that will develop your seed. Once you have it, when you're pregnant and you had a baby, you have baby showers and people give to you. Same thing when you developing what God has placed on the inside of you. You got to build that plan and set it in place. So Don said, write it down. Right? Understand what it is that you want to do. And then you got to get some protected time. That protected time is you hearing the rest of the plan that God has. So in your quiet time, in that time where you shutting off your phone, because <laughs> we spend too much time on the phone and into TV and all of the negative stuff that come with it. You know, it's a, it's a building crash, a plane crash into a building or the water's killed a thousand people. Like, you know, person shot up the school. Some people connect with trauma and negativity and then wonder why they can't find a happy day or wonder why every time life happens to them, they got to crawl up into a ball and, and, and hide. 
because they not just taking that time for themselves mentally. We have to declutter our mind. You're right. That is very, very important. And if you're not doing it, then a hey, your friend circle look a little funny. You know, the things you do look a little funny and you find yourself needing to be rescued from certain situations when when life hit for real because you don't have the tools mentally to overcome the things that's coming your way. And so set some goals that that are achievable. Start small. So when they get to the big ones, you know how to take them on. Or some people might start big. You know, so it just never, ever, everybody's situation is different. I can't judge you. You can't judge me. Right. One, and, go ahead. one more thing. Well, two things. One, the greatest thing that really helped me in understanding that it is not against your friends. It is for you. So when you, mm -hmm. when people get offended, because people are going to get offended. They're going to start saying you acting funny. They're going to start saying mm -hmm. you changed. You don't want to go out no more. You know, so you have to, in your own mind, say, okay, this is not against them. This is for me, you know, and be okay with saying that I get to have what I want too. It's okay to want what you want. You ain't got to explain it. You ain't got to try to defend it. It's okay. You're not hurting anybody by getting what you want. So it is not against them. It is for you. It is for my betterment that I am making these decisions and be okay with it. And then the other thing is embrace your inner villain. You know, like that's a, something I didn't really talk about, but I think we real quick, I got about seven seconds, eight seconds. I'm going to give it to you. It's okay to be the bad guy. It's okay for people not to like you. It's okay for people to be upset with you. That's their problem. That is not yours. You know, if they didn't like the fact that you told them, no, that's on them. You know, so you don't have to always try to be a plea appeasing people. Mm. So and so mad at me. So what? <laughs> they get over it. It'd be okay. Because a lot of us, as soon as people get an attitude about what we do, we quit. Well, you you ain't got no time for me. You don't never call nobody. And then all of a sudden, now we get off track because they got mad at us. It's okay if people get mad at you. Because this is for you, it's for your family, it's for your betterment, it's for your legacy, it's for your gift that God has given you to be grown. So embrace it. It's okay. That's all I got. Look, I'm like, it is okay. <laughs> I had a um something happen over this past weekend, and you know, it's almost like I don't want to go back to that inner villain, right? But sometimes people make you go there right. and and it's okay because it's almost like people forget who you are or you've never displayed who you can be, right? right? You've always protected that in certain areas. And so sometimes you have to put people away very nicely <laughs> and it's okay. Right. It's okay to say no. It's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay to fail. But it's even better when you succeed. And so on that note, if you hang in there with us, we'll hang, hang in there with, with you. you. Peace. Peace.